Get it done. Get, get it done. Get it done. Get it done. line. Ever. Let's get it done. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, if there's the editing point, uh, I'm like, oh no, no, I'm going to find another one. I'm going to find another editing point. No, stop it. The, the intro music is already going. This is our, this is our point. Uh, point oh. in our return. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And with that, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 40 of the Board Game Gateway podcast. My name is Nero, and I'm your host for this evening. And I'm joined by three lovely gentlemen around the table. We have Mr. Matt. Hello. We have Mr. Blake. Howdy. And we have Mr. Damien. Hi. And uh, this is the first oh, time that you... Come are... on, we changed ours and you didn't change yours. Well, he said lovely gentleman, but I don't think he meant you, Matt. <laughs> oh. Whoa, whoa. Well, we just started the podcast. Yeah, it is the naughty 40, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the first time that you're listening to the Board Game Gateway podcast. We are your entryway into the world of board gaming and fun times. And uh, look, we are going to be having a chat tonight about a couple of uh, a couple of things. We our gateway game of the week this week is Decrypto. We'll be getting back. We'll be talking about that. We're going to be having a quick chat about a game called Innovation, and we're a little bit of review on a Blood on the Clock Tower night that um, I went to on the weekend. But primarily, we're going to be having a chat, a debrief about Goobicon 2023, um, and we'll have a chat about what that is. Um, towards the end of the podcast basically a little a little game day that i had here so if you're wondering should i stick around absolutely because we've got some great stories from that <laughs> wow. day which you're going to want to hear but before we get to that let's go into uh what we've been playing over the week um this week we're going to start with you demo you've brought a little brown box you've put it in front of you um and uh, tell us about innovation okay so um been a while since I've been on the podcast. It's been a while since we put one out. So it many, has been. Many, many games have been played, but probably the highlight, well, one of the highlights um, is Innovation. Uh, so what Innovation is, um, it is nothing more than a card game. And you love your card games. I love yeah. my card games. This one's a bit different. Um, this one is not a trick taker. It's not a set collector per se, um, but it's actually a tableau builder right? Um, or an engine builder. Where you have these cards, they are numbered from one. <laughs> Seeing my language there, that's, <laughs> hey, I like engine builders. <laughs> I like, I like engine builders. <laughs> a tableau builder, for those of you if you aren't aware, is basically uh, you know cards that you play in front of you, and those cards can do different effects and have different yeah. things depending on how they're played or where they're played yeah. in front of you. What this game is, it, look, the theme is super painted on, but it's a sieve game. Okay, so what it is is that um, you are building up your civilization and you are doing that by drawing cards. So you take two actions every single turn. You can draw a card or you can trigger the action on one of the cards that you have on top in your in front of you. You can have up to five um, different cards in front of you, one per color. And what you do is, like I said, you can draw a card and then you play it and you play it onto your board in either if you don't have that color already on your board, you play it straight down. It's the first card of that color or you play it on top of a matching color. What that means is from now on, if you want to use that, if you want to want to use that card uh, or that color card's ability, you can only use the top the card. Top one. That's right. And the goal of the game is to do one of two things. You either want to get to first, uh, be the first to get to six um, points um, or, or rather, six six achievements. It's called, um, or you want to try and draw a level ten card or higher when there isn't one there. Okay, so the cards go from one all the way up to ten. 
10 different ages, if you will, of your civilization. That's right. Starting all the way back in the Stone Age is age one, and then age two is like, you know, now a bit more powerful, and then we get to like the medieval and like period four and yeah. so on and so forth. The coolest thing about the card, though, is about, about each of the cards, that each of the cards will have three important symbols on them. Um, so this one's got two light bulbs and a crown. They are the symbols that represent whether or not you are able to take the action in front of you. You have two types of actions. You have actions that only affect you um, or actions that can be used by anyone on the table. Regardless, if you are going to use one of those actions, you you need to have the most number of those symbols in your tableau in front of you. If you don't, you cannot use that action. So that that brings in this element of blocking where if you're playing against someone and you see they're going heavy, let's say they're going heavy in, into crowns, you might you, you might start collecting cards that have crowns to prevent or you might start playing um, cards that have crowns on them. So the total amount of crowns is just in one color or is it across the board? Across the board. Right, right. Okay, okay. And, then, and then there'll, there'll be certain symbols that only start to appear in certain ages. Uh, so for instance, I'm pretty sure the factory symbol only starts to appear in age four or five. Yeah. Um, uh, the symbol with the clock on it only starts to appear in age eight, if I remember right. Yeah, because we didn't have time until you know until, right. <laughs> until it was invented. Yeah, until, <laughs> until it was invented. But you know what? Those factory after workers, factories <laughs> after factories, factories came first. That's then right. time. That's, That's right. right. They, the, How will they know when to go home? They all know. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> but they're. The cool- Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest thing about the card, though, is that, like I said, you, you are playing cards and then you're playing additional cards of the same color on top. So does that mean that the cards underneath are useless? No, because some of the actions on the cards will say, as a side effect, you get to splay the cards and it will tell you which direction, whether you're splaying them left, right, or up. Showing more more symbols. That's mm. right. And I don't know if this is coming, going to come out on the camera, but essentially splaying up is really what, what you want because mm. splaying any other direction means you, you, only get, you only get one additional symbol mm. per card. Splaying up, though, means you get two additional symbols. Again, increasing, increasing the number of symbols you have of different categories. It's a fantastic game. Um, it is super weird. There are, there are cards in this game that will break situations. Mm. Uh, so, for instance, there's one card called the Calendar, and it says if you have more cards in your score pile, so what, when I was saying before about scoring, I changed it to achievements, it's because your score pile and your achievement pile are different. So you, you take cards to fill up your score pile, and then for every six points you have in card value, you, then get, you can then claim one achievement. Right. So, and the card value is literally... The, the current number on the card. So so uh, age one cards are worth, worth one, one point. point eight. So you can have six age one cards to get towards Exactly it. right. But the calendar effect, and this is just one one example, it's it states that it's the number of cards, not the point value of the cards. Mm. So it's entirely common to have someone who knows the game, they will play calendar on an empty hand, but have a massive number of ones and twos sitting in their score pile. And by playing that, you get to draw, uh, if it's, sorry, every time you activate it, you get to draw two cards of level four type, which mm. is higher than calendar, if you have fewer cards in your hand than you do in your score pile. Right. It is incredibly powerful. Right. Um, that, that's just one example. There are a ton of cards in here that are just absolutely broken. It adds to the... To, it, it Honestly, <laughs> it just really adds to the game. Yeah. Um, no game... I, I have not played two games of this that has been the same. 
Um, it is a ton of fun. And it's very unique. It is uh, a very look, unique sort of card game. The only the, the only card game that I've played and I've been lucky enough to play it, um, it's actually by the same designer. So uh um Carl Chudyuk. Chudyuk? Yes. Is um his name. He invented another game called Glory to uh, uh, um Glory Glory to Rome? Glory yeah. of Rome. Gl- Glory to Rome. You got there eventually. Yes, sorry, it t- took a while. But Essentially, it's a game that has been tied up in nothing but licensing issues and such. Oh, I've heard about this one. Yeah. When it came out, it 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 did extremely well. Um, but again, it's a it's it's in a similar vein where it's a tableau builder. You're adding cards to your tableau and you're doing weird things. Um, he definitely has weird a weird and crazy <laughs> thing. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Look, it's innovation's great. It's definitely one of those games that it is polarizing. I've played it with people who just hate it. They bounce off it hard. Yep. yep. Um, I can see why when I've played it too. It's, yeah. It's really weird. And again, it's, again, the splaying and the iconography is kind of a bit weird. It's very, I don't want to say jarring, but it is kind of unique. It's just like very, yeah. here's a purple card with some squares and some yellow <laughs> symbols on it. You're just like, it's like your mind is like, like, oh my God, the colors just make no sense. But <laughs> yeah. then all of a sudden when you start playing, you're like, oh no, that does actually make 100% sense. Yeah, it's, and, it's really good. And the, 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 I, I think I think the the worst part about all that is that they use weird words. So instead of like group, instead, instead of private action, they'll say dogma. And it's like, what? Instead, what? instead of shift left, they use splay, display, which is one of the main things. Can I also say, look at that box, right? It is it's... the most beige brown box ever. Like yeah, but, literally, but, it's this... But it won the Golden Geek Award in like thirteen years ago. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's, it's, don't get me wrong; it's a great game, but like it doesn't do itself any favors for for presentation wise. It's but just. I am glad covering. you brought that up, Nee, because at the time of recording, in like five hours, there is an ultimate edition yes. about to appear on Backer Kit. Am I backing it? Yes, <laughs> it looks nice. I saw it. it does too. look? It is. They have fixed up the they artwork. Added some blue. <laughs> it literally does. Actually, the state, the age eleven cards are dark blue. Okay. <laughs> there you go. So, Insider yeah. info. <laughs> <laughs> so look, um, innovation is a great game. It is. It's like a thirty buck box if you just want to get the base. Um, I would strongly recommend. It's it's a big recommend for me. Again, I've said it before. I love it. Um, I will say it says it plays up to four. Don't play it at two. <laughs> um, you can play it at three. Three's okay. Yeah. The the problem is that it has it suffers from the same issue that all tableau builders have, or all complex uh, tableau builders have, is that you've got to worry about your own tableau, and then everyone, and then else. everyone else's tableau at the same yep. time, and it's it can just be really slow. And the yeah. thing is, because um, uh, here you have to count the number of symbols every time someone takes an action. Uh-huh. You've got to, you, you got to you got potentially up to three other people recounting all their symbols and they're going, no, you can't take that action because I've, I've got, I, I don't, I dominate that, that, right. that symbol. Right, right. Um, in saying that though, uh, board game arena has a great uh, implementation of the game. Um, but yeah, again, 30 bucks on typically it's on Amazon. It's hard to find in the stores here in Australia, but Amazon almost always has a, has a copy available. Um, check it out. Innovation. Cool. It's really good. It's really good. It, I will say I really enjoyed my play of it that I've played with it. I want to play it more um, because it, it is so unique. It has this really cool like action space to mm. it, so I want to try it more. But that was Innovation, 
Um, so if you want to check that out, um, yeah, head on to the Board Game Geek page and have a look at it. Um, I would like to just have a quick chat about, um, I know we've talked about it uh, quite a few times, but uh, on the weekend, I got to go to a Blood on the Clock Tower evening, our monthly meetup hosted by um, our um, one and only Mr. Ralph, who's not here tonight, obviously. Um, but we um, did a few, there were actually about 30 people who rocked up. We played um, actually three different games going on at any one time. We had um, a couple, we had one group that was just playing the basic trouble brewing script. And we're actually gonna have a chat about that as lately, later as well in the Goobicon. But the reason why I bring it up now is because I want to say I tried out one of these custom scripts called the Boozling. And uh, <laughs> it was it was a really fun, weird kind of script. Like for those of you who don't know, Blind the Clock Tower is essentially a werewolf demon mafia sort of a spawn copy but it's really good the powers are really good you have to have a game master who runs the game for you um there's no app or anything like that um, but everyone gets a power so you know sometimes when you play game of werewolf and you're just a a plain old villager and you're like Ugh, this is yeah. gonna be i'm just like ah, i've got nothing to do but uh in this one boozling it was a really fun one there's just a custom mix of these characters and things like that um, to the point where I felt like I was like, oh my God, there are some weird mechanics going on here. So there's a, it introduces, and this is in some of the complex scripts where they um, introduce madness um, into this script, which basically means that if you uh, become mad, you have to now, you're, the game master will say, all right, Matt, you're mad about the Raven's Keeper. And so what does that mean? It means that for the next, for this entirety of the round, you have to get people to believe that you're the Raven's Keeper. Even if you're not, you have to make people believe you're the Raven's Keeper. Even if you're not successful, it's fine. But they don't need to believe you, but you need to spend the entirety of the turn claiming you're the Raven's Keeper. And if the Game Master hears you not trying to make people believe that you're the Raven's Keeper, you die. <laughs> you just die, right? The game master goes, "You're not." I wish we had played that one. I would have loved that. Oh, it was hilarious, right? So, like, the, it, but it does bring in some really complex kind of situations where you'll have someone like there's a character called the Pixie, and the Pixie's ability says, "If you claim to be mad about a particular role, right? Any t take any of the roles in the script that we currently have. You know, you could be the Raven's Keeper. You could be the you know the cleric. You could be the whatever you want to be." You claim that you're mad for that role for the entirety of the game. If that person is actually in the game and they die, you now just get their power. <laughs> so the pixie could just sit there for the whole... Go, I'm the balloonist. Yeah, and this is what I've seen. Even though they're going to be bullshitting the entirety of the time and then the balloonist gets executed, the pixie now becomes the balloonist for the rest of the game and actually gets the power. So like... Is this person a pixie pretending to be the balloonist? Or, like I was, for example, I was the demon. I was, no, I was a, I was, no, I was playing the role called the damsel. Sorry, I was the damsel. And the damsel in, is the damsel in distress. The damsel is an outsider who basically, if the minions can find out that they're who the damsel is, once per game they can say, I'm a minion, Blake is the damsel. And if they're correct, then the minions and the evil team just win. Just win straight they away. They just win straight away. Wow. So the damsel wants to keep hidden, right? However, there is a huntsman out there. And the huntsman, if the huntsman can say, I'm the huntsman and you're the damsel, congratulations, you now become a random townsfolk. So you're trying to find the huntsman. But my smart ass decided, well, I don't want to be a, <laughs> be the damsel. I'm going to pretend to be a pixie pretending to be a balloonist. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
<laughs> it was literally my mind was going, what am I doing? <laughs> on a Saturday You're night. the dude pretending to be another dude who's pretending to be a dude. I'm, I'm a dude playing a dude pretending to be another dude. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Right? Oh, and God. it was one of those moments where I went, I get it. I get this game. I get why this game has such now a cult following as much as it does. Because you get to these moments where you're like, you can actually unpick what happened though. Mm. Um, what was really frustrating about that particular game was the demon that we had was called the Fangu. And the Fangu basically says, when you kill an outsider, the Fangu immediately dies and the outsider now becomes the demon. <laughs> so I was the damsel <laughs> pretending to be the pixie who was pre- claiming to be the balloonist. And then I died and then I became the Fangu. <laughs> so now I didn't want to be any of those things. And people went, well, I think this is what happened. And I went, crap that's exactly what happened because like things matched up and i'm sitting there going you can hear it now me talking about it going this sounds ridiculous it is ridiculous and it was so much fun and i can't wait for the next meetup the the thing the thing i love is that the the game is based on townsfolk in a a town called obviously ravenswood bluff ravenswood bluff it's a fictional town thing i like is that townsfolk have to gather Mm. they all have an ability We'll have an empath. We'll have a librarian. And then at what point does the town folk turn around and go, you know what What we need right here? A balloonist. Mm, yes, balloonist. we need a balloonist. We can't do this without the balloonist. Give me the fisherman. I need the fisherman in here. He's got, <laughs> mate, that man has got some, that's got, he's got some stories to tell. But yeah, I just wanted to say, look, I just wanted to tell that story about that script because I thought it was ridiculous. I also did play a couple of others. I played one of the, um, what's called the Sects and Violence. Yeah, S-E-C-T-S. Um, yeah, but yeah, and that one was a lot of fun as well. Um, yeah, so I enjoyed that script. It wasn't as exciting as the the, the boozling one, yeah. So whatever, but um, yeah, the, we played three games over that night. It's probably a stuff. good thing we didn't play that one. <laughs> I would have taken that to say. horrible, horrible places. <laughs> just rocked. I will say I do like the fact that every would have game ruined though, the entire family aroma <laughs> of the evening. Uh, I will say I do love the fact that every game of Blood and Clock Tower though does have to have a games master and mm. because that games master has you know there are so many different cool abilities that you know you can have where it's like you know there's the you know the seer or some no the artist or someone who can once per round can just go up to the they go up to the games master and they i've got this role completely wrong but there's a there's a role that says go up to the game master and he will give you two pieces of information one false and one true yeah. and it's completely up to the game master what piece of mm. information he gives you if he thinks that you need some actual help maybe he'll make it a bit easier but if he thinks you guys are too close he may just make it super cryptic it's up to the game or she for that matter we actually had yeah. a couple of girls who were running game scripts and they were really good too um shout out to avery who ran the boozling one um from the group if he's listening to this big shout out to avery because he did a fantastic job he did funny stuff where he'd like you know, he, he goes, all right, everyone shut your eyes, right? And we all go to sleep for the night. And he goes, all right, everyone open your open up your eyes. And then he was like lying down on the floor. Oh, God, like, what you? And then we did the next night and then he was behind someone. Like, ah, right? it was really fun. He made it a lot of fun for everyone. So I just wanted to give a big shout out to him. All right. Anyway, so let's move on to our featured topic of this week, which is we're going to have a bit of a debrief about Goobicon 2023. Um, for those of you who've not listened to the podcast before, Goobicon is... Uh, a game day that I hold every year for my friends and family here right in the uh, studios in my house that we have here. And um, we open up our house at nine o'clock in the morning. And uh, what time do we end up finishing? Like 
Midnight? Just, just before midnight. midnight. Just yeah. on midnight, yeah. I think. Yeah, so 15 hours worth of gaming. And as you can hear, these boys were here right until the end. So uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but basically, the day is designed as an excuse to get my friends and family in to play games, but also to get them to play games they may not have played. I just, um, I really enjoyed it. I was legit proper, ex- I had exhaustion the next day from that mental overload. I, My kids went, yeah, I don't care that we had a 15-hour day yesterday. We're up at six o'clock the next morning. And I was oh, like, no. oh, no. I woke up and I'm like, ah. So it was a lot of fun. But we're going to go through a couple of the games that we played and a couple of the stories, funny moments from it. But we're going to start with our gateway game of the week because we played this game probably the most the entirety of the day and we went, we have to talk about it, which is the game that was released in 2018. Uh, It is Decrypto. And Decrypto, um, let's go through a very quick overview for it. So Decrypto is a word, is a team uh, team word guessing game. Um, and, but what makes this word guessing game is that each team is given four words for the entirety of the game. So they may be words like sky, dragon, uh, I don't know, airplane, skyscraper, fruit. right? You've, you've certainly got fruit. a theme fruit. there. Fruit, fruit, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Whatever, right? They can just be four Sky, different cloud, blue, and sky. <laughs> and sky. <laughs> anyway, but you're given four words, and the other team has four words that are kept hidden as well. One player on your team will become the code giver, and one and the rest of the team have to then guess the code. So rather than giving out, hey, I need you to guess, you know, the, you know, fruit, sky, you know, dragon i will actually have a like each of those num- words will relate to a number one two three or four i will then get a code and that code just will be like four three two or one two four or whatever and i need to get my team to guess that number i'm only allowed to use one word clues I, that's how we play it anyway i don't know if that's the official rules but that's how we play it and then once you say the words they then need to then write it down in their notebook try and make the association word association and then say out the n- number cool easy done other team does it cool right moving on to round two and this is where the game takes its turn and becomes one of it becomes my favorite word game which is from the second round onwards we play from the second round onwards anyway the opposing team gets the first crack at the code so no matter what words i'm starting to put out there the other team will get a crack at the code the the game ends under two conditions Either your team guesses your opponent's code twice because they change every round or your team fails to guess the code twice. So you can either be the winner or you can be the loser of the game. And that's what's really great about it. And so as we play more and more rounds, the words start stacking up and up and up and the associations start to come there. So you have to be cryptic without being too cryptic because... Well, let's say, for example, if I had the code, you know, blue, you know, up, you know, above, right? Maybe you start thinking, oh, it's all got to do with sky or something related that, right? And so then we need to be cryptic about that. But if it is, we've got stories about this as well, which we'll tell. But if you're too cryptic about the words, your team will not be able to guess it. And remember, as I said, that if your team doesn't guess the code correctly twice, you lose the game. So you need to be, you're playing this very delicate balancing game. And that's it. The game just keeps going until one of those two things happens, and then you can just do it again. We played like six or seven games. Oh, yeah. yeah um, easily. I love this game. It's, like I said, it's my favorite word-guessing game, but you know, I've talked about how this game plays enough. Gentlemen, please. It's definitely it. straight away my favorite word-guessing game. It, was this it, the first time you've played it? It was, it was the first time I've played it. It 
just produced so many memorable moments. Oh. I, I, I played it once early in the morning and then again later on in the afternoon. I was so keen to play it again. It's it's just fantastic. It, it produces so many stupid moments. Yes. Oh, oh, my God. Jeez. It oh. just leaves you looking at your teammates and the opposing team. Yeah. The, you don't realise how far your brain can fall out of your ass <laughs> until, mm. until you're like the fourth clue giver on your team. Mm. And you go... Or, or you say a word out loud and then you realise, well, I have to commit to that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just hope that everyone else is on the same wavelength because even I'm not on my own wavelength oh anymore. And the thing is as well, once your team hits, like you've not, like you've got one of the black tokens, which is you failed to guess the code once, you're on a knife edge. So you're like, well, I can't be too cryptic because then we'll lose. But if I'm too obvious, they'll guess it. So what the hell do I do? I mean, so obviously, let's talk about some of the funny ones, right? Uh, obviously, I'll start with my one because my one was one of the stupid ones, right? We had the word uh, was fruit was one of the words. And the clue that I gave in my head was, well, drag, right? Because drag to drag queens, they're a little bit fruity, right? This is nine o'clock after nearly tw- 12 hours of gaming. And I'm like, and I, as soon as I said it, I went, Oh no, that's a few too many leaps for anyone to go towards, right? And sure enough, they didn't guess it. And then we had the, you know, what the hell was that? And I said the thing. They're all, and, what, and what was your reaction? My reaction was, if you, if you, if you, instead of saying drag, if you said dragon, I would have gone, oh, it's fruit, dragon fruit. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. but my mind did not even think of it. I'm like, I had like sitting there going, no, no, I can, no, I can no. top that. Yeah, please, please. I'm do. sorry. I, I, even even thinking back on it now, I have no idea why I assumed anyone but myself would would be able to decipher this. The word, the clue was Quebec, and my clue was Titanic. And it was, <laughs> That's right. It was well, the theme song from Titanic is sung by Celine Dion, who's a French singer who I'm assuming lives in Quebec. I don't even know if she does. She probably doesn't. But like. Like really, that's I had no. And once again, as soon as I said, it, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. This was nine o'clock in the morning, so this was early. So that's why. That's my excuse. <laughs> that, that that's a good one. I mean, one of the ones that was probably one of the most classic ones, which was had to do with my dad in the morning. So shout out to my dad. I know he's listening to this on on the bus. He says he puts it on for on the bus. So shout out to Picton. Uh, also, just just for busways, Picton Picton buses. Just for Bernie, the yeah. game we're talking about is decrypt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He also mentioned as he goes, yeah, well, you know, if you would say the, you know, say the name of the game like every three minutes. Beep, beep. This is still decrypto. We are now talking about decrypto. (laughs) (laughs) And I kind of was like, "Mm, no, I don't think we'll be doing that. Anyway, but I... I We will now for the next 20 minutes. Exactly right. Anyway, uh, but one of his was... Uh, my father-in-law Chris, the word was jazz, and so yeah, he we had to try and get one of our four words was jazz, and so he gave his two clues, and then his third one was jats, like the biscuit J A T Z, and we're sitting there, and I was on Dad's team, we're sitting there. His, his clue was biscuit. Yes, biscuit. Yeah. That's right. It was sorry, it was it was biscuit, and we're sitting there going biscuit. And his clue was jazz. Oh, no, no. What's the, the word you're trying to guess? The word you're trying to guess was jazz. Oh, and right. And he gave his clue biscuit, oh. right? And so we're all sitting there going, <laughs> Oh, what the? What What do you mean biscuit? Right? Well, I know. And then, again, right, totally missed on the code. And then he goes, Well, you know, like, you know, biscuit, like jazz. The jazz, the jazz. And we just, and dad, literally, Jazz! <laughs> 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 what the, what the F, right? 
dad is just like, what the hell is that thing? You know what? No one does incredulous looks like your dad oh does, that's God. for sure. But it was that moment of like, then for the rest of the day, it was just like, jats. Right? Yes. <laughs> Anyone want a handful of jazz yeah. biscuits? Oh, classic, right? So, Decrypto, like... If hang on, hang on. Was there any others? Oh, yeah. Was there oh, no, no, no. What, what, what I was going to say is that we... I, was, oh, had, I do I, actually I have, had, one. I have one. I had, I had the exact opposite experience. So, shout out to Hamish, because it turns out he and I are 100% on the same wavelength. Yeah. One of our clues was Einstein. Uh, uh, and his word, and the word he gave out was triangle. Uh, and we had no <laughs> idea. <laughs> until yeah, Pythagoras. That's such a, that's such a Hamish thing. No, okay. I worked it no? out. I said... I said no, it's 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 that one. They go, why? I said because triangle the so the shape the oh in, Q, yeah QED it's three dots, and if you line up the dots, it's the shape of a triangle. Uh. Only Hamish and I got that. <laughs> and it was like yes, and it, that that is one thing that I love about the game. It does make you feel smart, so smart. I, I was just assuming that. that he was just assuming Pythagoras. <laughs> I thought so too. No, that that no, would so be more Hamish in my actually, mind. Speaking of Hamish, he did do one as well later in the evening when we were outside and we we're all you know a few drinks in and whatnot. And he one of the clues he said was red, right? And one of the the things that we had was can. Right, that was one of the can. Right, that was yeah. one of our clues. Can was one of the, the clues we had to guess, and he said red. And I'm sitting there going, "What the hell?" And for a good thirty seconds, we're all just deliberating, and I just went, "Oh, oh my god, it's so simple!" Because there were Coke cans <laughs> on the table, and they were red. So he just went red. There's a red can on the table. See, like so, and so he used instead of like word association, he just went picked it, picked it up mm. off the table, and I went, "Makes." perfect sense so that was great i will say though there are times that it leads to absolute beauty right so my brother nick he came in and he you know he came in a bit later like we'd been playing for a couple of hours different games and we had a game of decrypto going and he goes right i'm in right one of the things that we had <laughs> was uh one of the words was again like skyscraper and one of them was woman right that was a female one of those words right so nick literally comes in your first time yep got this boys Word one, word two, annoying, right? And we all went, <laughs> right, we're all on the same page, right? And we goes, yep. And we're all like, because we're all married, like, all, all, all Nick's about to be anyway. And we're all like, yep, annoying, straight to female, right? And we're all like, yep. Like, and we all just burst into laughter. And my wife walks past, she goes, you guys are idiots. And we're like, yeah, we know, but that was still hilarious. Uh, but it was like that moment of like, when you find that, it actually, one of the things I love about the game is without actually talking amongst your team, someone will say a clue and that clue then all becomes the theme for the rest of your yeah. cryptic clues going yeah. forward, which is that you go, oh, all right, that's that's the angle we're taking with this word from this point onwards. Great. Let's it go. almost has like this this kind of catch on to, to code, code names mm. in that it's, a, it's actually a trap to do that. Like you should try and take a different tact with your next batch of clues because it starts to give away the game as to what your code words yeah. are. Yeah. But it's so easy to trap to fall in. Well, they didn't get it last time, so I'll give them a little extra hint in that same vein this time and mm. let's hope for the best. But really, you should every time just take a different tact and hope for the yeah. best. We, we do add in a house rule, um, which is that if you are on the losing team, you get one Hail Mary shot to win the game, which is... You are then allowed one shot at trying to guess all four of the words that your opponent has. 
So, um, you know, it's never actually have we ever happened. seen... Uh, yeah, I don't think we've ever got, seen that pay off. I got off. three out of the four. When we were doing one of the games, I got three out of the four because <laughs> they were on the like, oh my God. And then it was the fourth one was complete total, total guess. It hasn't happened, but like if the game goes... Long one day enough, it will, and then we'll now. never have to play it again. <laughs> no, but if it goes long enough, you know, the, the amount of clues that you can get are really, uh, you know, can be really good. I mean, and it does allow like... So one of the rules that the game does say is that you have to have open information, right? So I can't have an in-joke between us so the enemy can never get that information. But I can say, you know, the 16th century emperor of France, right? And if you know, it's like Napoleon or I don't know, that's the 16th or whatever. If you know that, that's fine because that's open information to the world. But I can't say what we had at dinner on Thursday. Mm -hmm. It was only me and you there mm -hmm. and no one else was there. You can't use in-jokes. So what that means is you can get some really super sneaky plays, which we played this ages ago, and my dad and his brother, twin brother, which is your your dad, Matt, um, Greg, they had a word which is like computer. And they went, dad used this word called Forbin, right? And me and Matt were on the other side going, what the hell does Forbin mean? We didn't know. But dad and Greg knew that there was a, a movie from the 1970s called The Forbin Project that had to do with two supercomputers taking over the world one from the u.s and one from the russian right and that's fine because it's all open it's like we didn't know about i reckon it. it's uh, I, 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 I reckon i reckon that's a hundred percent in joke because i reckon the, only the two of them have ever seen oh, that. Mate, <laughs> mate, right? and you hear that bernie when we're talking if, about you know what? crypto i've only ever heard about this movie every time the crypto comes up as well <laughs> i can't find it online yeah, it doesn't exist. yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what and i think that is a, a fantastic rule which really you know, brings brings the game forward. I was playing um, with a few others, uh, trap words. Yeah, a little later on the day, a different kind of word guessing game, and um, it doesn't have such a rule in the game. And there was one word where they were trying to, um, they were trying to guess accountant. Um, now in trap words, you're allowed to set up trap words, mm. which if the other team uses those words to in their clue in, giving. in their clue giving, um, then they automatically lose that round so the word was accountants we're using things like you know numbers uh and you know year for end of financial year you know tax these sort of common words and then all of a sudden he comes out and just goes uh your father recently retired from this job <laughs> it was just accountant straight away and um we had no way of knowing that you know he was an accountant yeah. or anything it was just it just sort of not that not that it took away from them. They did it, you know, mm. good. It just sort of took the wind out of the game. Yeah, out of the game from that, that point. Yeah, and I do love trap words for those things. But again, I think trap words works much better with a lot of people mm. because then you're like, yeah, we're gonna do eight trap words and nine trap words, and you can, like you can't really do a lot of in jokes with that kind of yeah. stuff. But I do agree. Like Decrypto specifically calls out that it specifically says, nah, don't do it. But again, it's the tension of the fact that the other team gets to crack at it first. Yes. So you get yes. to sit there and it's like the other team goes, we're gonna have a stab at one four two, and everyone goes wrong <laughs> three like three two one. Yep freaking idiots of course it was three two one and we move it on to the next thing right and like so there's a lot of this ah you guys get it but the moment that like if they guess wrong way too and then much you it. guess wrong the enemy team goes you were idiots right? or you just watch the clue giver go oh no actually it's after the clue givers finish his third clue and then sits back and sees them automatically go in the wrong direction like you see it on their face like oh fuck Oh, this whole thing has gone down the toilet. I will say the biggest thing for me was that because because I went first in the first game, which meant I was going fifth 
when it came back around. Mm. And that was frightening. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's when really I'm staring hard. at this sheet going, what do I do? <laughs> like, what do I say? Oh, that's <laughs> right. The other thing that they actually have as well is they have a timer. Yeah. They have a little, a little sand timer. And the rules do state that if you think they're taking too long, you can flip the timer on them and literally call a clock and go, you've got a minute to get your clue out. You can't just sit there. And I love that because granted- I love we- it that it's not like automatic. Yeah. yeah. Like that yeah. it is <laughs> at, at the disposal of the opposition. We'll so, give you a little bit of- Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's see how yeah, you go with we had, Then we had hate flipping, which is yeah. how you yeah. called yeah. it earlier and us therefore, yeah. right, yeah. no time. Yeah. 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 Spite time. But then yeah. I had your dad hate flipping on his own team. Oh, yeah. you're, you're taking it. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, like if you can't tell, like Jazz we, Boy, we cannot we cannot recommend this game highly enough. It is my favorite word guessing game. I think it's probably uh, I think around the table. It it's it provides such a really fun time, both highs and lows. So I cannot. Recommend. It's also a really good um, game to observe as well. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 I love observing this game. You yeah. can just sit back and watch them and go, "Oh, they're struggling." Yeah. Or what clue was that? Yeah, yeah like it's it, it feels it can feel a little disjointed for new players because. You're not guessing the words, you're guessing the code. Yeah. Mm. But once you come to terms with that, and honestly, you pick it up after the first round. Yeah. It it like it runs, it is smooth as silk, well, it runs so well, and it's just a bunch of laughs. To add to that, this is the perfect game where you can go, What are you playing? Sit down, you're on my team. Let's go. Yeah, that's right. it. Yeah, you don't even need to explain that. the rules to anyone before you start. You say, mm. sit down, and he goes, All right, he's gonna say some words. We just need to make the association and you tell me what number and yeah. then we'll write a code down. And that's what I love about yeah. it. It's like we had so many times where people come up and go, what are you playing? It's like, Decrypto, sit down, you're playing. And I would stand up and play with them, but then leave and come back and they were still playing yeah. with yeah. a whole bunch of randoms. Yeah, I will, I will say like, uh, I know my larger family, we will get together as a big group after dinner and we will play a game like Taboo. This game is better than that mm. and yeah. it could slide in just as easily mm. because yeah. it has similar premise once you get past the whole, it's not it's not a card of words that you can't use. It is a, um, you, you, your team has to guess a series of, of numbers and that, that's, that's it. That's it. Um, once you get over that hump and it's a tiny, tiny hump, it, it, it is so much better and it produces so many more laughs. It really does. Yep, absolutely. So that was our gateway game of the week, which is Decrypto. And that was, of course, when we played so much of it at Goobicon in 2023. There were some other games that we played a lot of. Uh, we got Ra to the table again, which Ra was great. Was we, we, that was a lot of fun. We played a five-player game of Ra and got that. Um, I got absolutely decimated. So did one I. Sean, he just, one of our friends, Sean, just absolutely uh, you know, just wiped the floor with us. I don't even know how. He seemed like he wasn't even paying attention for most of the game, which was good. Um, but the other one that um, I think was a real big hit was the game of Perudo. That one. Um, was the, the dice? Later. Was the dice yeah. game? I won that one. Yeah, Woo! it was a great game. So, um, for those of you who've never heard of Perudo, um, if you've ever watched the um, Pirates of the Caribbean movie trilogy in number two, it's the dice game that they play on um, on the ship. That uh, what's the Davy Jones on Davy Jones's ship? They play the game, and the way that it works is everyone starts with five dice. We all roll our dice. And then from there, you look at your, everyone looks at their own cup, keeping your dice hidden, and then you have to keep increasing the bid from that point onwards. So there is a wild suit. Ones, I believe, were wilds. And you have to then continually upping the bid. So I can say there's three twos. Matt could up it to three threes. That would be more than three, three twos. But I could also go, I think there's four twos. And then I can up the number. 
Um, I can also say, I can also call, uh, the, there are wilds out there. So the ones are wild. So, you know, if I say four twos and we have five players, there's 25 dice out there. So maybe there's a good choice, a chance with the wilds. Or I can call out the wilds and say, you know what? There's actually only four ones out there. And the thing about wilds is that their value is double. So if I say four ones, the next call up has to be nine twos. So you have to like, cause you know, four mm-hmm. times two is eight. So therefore the next one up would be nine or something. And so you get these real, I didn't play it, but I have played it. My, my um, friend, Tim, who came up uh, from Wollongong, uh, Matt's friend, Tim as well. Uh, we, he, he, we played this ages ago and this game got around the table, Matt, and it got to the point where you guys went, do you got more dice? And we went, yeah. yeah. And he just went, just like, go There's no reason why we can't play this with 15 people, right? And they no. Uh, All right. Just they, means we've got 45 dice on the table. Okay, yeah. cool. No problem. But it worked really well. Yeah, it actually had, was really we had good. Your mum, your mum playing. We, I believe your mum playing or my yeah. mum playing. My mum. Yeah, your mum was playing. My mum was playing. Um, And literally, this is, again, a game that people can and pick I up. Kicked their, their ass. That's yeah. what Pick up very quickly because at some points, it's like, it's just complete bull crap, right? You're looking yeah. at your dice going, well, I've got four you know, four of a kind fours, right? Cool, that's great. But there's still, when you played with 10 other players, 35 dice out there. So however many fours do you reckon there could be? Well, maybe there's, yeah. All right, you know what? It's funny how everyone goes, yeah, there, there could be there could be eight fours out had... there. But the moment that someone goes nine fours, frick off, <laughs> mate, you wish not. Like, I think it was out. literally 60 dice in that first round. So, and so, like the first call was, Four threes. You're like, oh, come on. 16 twos. You <laughs> <laughs> just immediately jumped up. <laughs> so Bruno's a really fun dice, get, you know, a dice bluffing game. Um, it doesn't really have like a lot of quote unquote skill, but it provides a crap ton of fun moments. And that was a really fun. Cause you guys- it's a fast moving game. It's And it was a lot of fun, especially even with a lot of players, which I thought it slowed the game down a little bit because it takes a while to come back to you. But you're still watching the interactions and everyone's having a, you know, yeah. a jolly good time. It's a, it'll be a good drinking game, I think. Every so. time you every time you're you're wrong, you lose a dice, so that's like, you know, you're out of the game and you have no more dice to be able to bid, bid with or anything mm. like that. So there's yeah. Yeah, all that. We we stuff. thought at the end we would just change it if you had more than 10 players to maybe just three dice each or something just to speed the game up. Yeah. Like that could work. But no, that was, it was it was a lot of fun that one. Yeah. And and once again, easy to learn, easy for people to come in and and see what's going on. Once again, another great one to just stand around and watch. You didn't have to play and you were still having a bit of fun. So, yeah, I'd, I'd get that out any day of the week. Yeah, yeah. And the other one that we did play before we get to the final, like before we get to the closing of the night was we actually had the uh, Crocodile World Championships, as we like to call it. Uh, Ralph and Damien brought their boards over and we had two boards going and we had 30 people. in. We actually had 60 people through the doors and of those 60 people, 30 of us played in the in a single knockout tournament first to you know first to 100 and then you had to fight your way through all the way up to the um of the grand final which came down to my friend tim and uh, matt's brother-in-law nathan um and uh nathan steady hand nathan just dominated throughout the mm. entire competition um that was a lot of fun too that was over about three hours we started that at about two or two thirty ish two like three o'clock and it ran just until after dinner, mm. and then we were kind of done. It took about three hours to get through the whole competition. I really enjoyed it. Last year, we did Battleship, which is uh, Ralph's uh, wife, Tina, won the Battleship World Tournament last year, and this year, Nathan took out the uh, Crocodile World Championship. I love that game. It's just 
you know, it's still one of the best like gateway games. I know. We Once again, talk. another great observational game as well. Like oh, yeah, there were yeah. crowds around every round. Yeah. Just having a, having a gander. Yeah. I put, I, it on, I put it on the center table in the living room. So that meant that everyone through the center walkway, there were always games in yeah. that tournament going. Um, our little kids, all of our kids loved it. Like you've got to, you know. Robbie, <laughs> Robbie was so disappointed he didn't win. Oh. <laughs> he, he was really devastated, the poor yeah, kid. Yeah, but um, they also played a few games to start with. Um, look, and there were. What, a, what, what other games did we get out? I got Ganshon Clever out. Uh, in the yeah. Herd, Katie brought Herd Mentality Herd, out. Herd Mentality was fun. Which is, uh, I, a, did, I, I got to play that one. Herd Mentality is just a very simple party game where you someone asks a question, so what's the best sort of biscuit? And then we all have to write you down. You want to the be answer, in the majority. And yeah. you want to be in the majority. You do not want to be the That's, one who has That the sounds answer. like yeah. a lot of fun. It's so it, much fun, it, right? It's, and, and it's just a, so stupid. <laughs> another another so, one yeah. where you're looking around yeah. going, really? What yeah. the? Yeah. I, I, I bring that up because when we played this, at, we played this at a local pub actually before Goobacon. And I bring up that because that was the exact question that was asked. And I went, oh, well, obviously the best biscuit is Oreo, but the food no, is it's Tim It's Tim like That's what everyone wrote, right? Yeah. But that's because I've been eating a crap ton of Oreos lately. So my mind wrote it down when we're all, when they went Tim Tam, I went, oh no, it's going to be Tim Tam. Sure enough, I I, I lost I, I lost one of the rounds. So basically, the, the the way the game works is that if you are in the sole minority, you then end up having to take the cow, okay. and you can't score any points. Yeah. And you can't win. Uh, sorry, you can't. Yeah, you so can look, score points, points, but you but can't if win. If you get to the scoring, if you get to eight points, which is what you need to win, you've got the cow yeah. in front of you. And, you don't and the, win. The, the, you know, so you've got to you've got to try and be in the minority. Sorry, in the majority when someone is in the super minority, which yeah. means they're the only person in the minority. Yeah. And. I got it on the the question was what is the best room in the house and the options were bedroom kitchen living room everyone else said bedroom yeah, bedroom mate I said kitchen kitchen it's where the food is yeah that's, I not, would, that's I would. not where the fun is <laughs> where the food is and it's like you got have fun in the you got have fun in the kitchen yeah you can but that's where the food is you know, well filthy <laughs> filthy people yes but anyway but, like, but that, was, that was a great game because that again was a game we could put out in the back in the backyard yeah. so one of the things I did this year was that we bought a couple new um, outdoor furniture settings so last year we had one octagon table and this year we had two just rectangle yep. ones and we had, I bought a patio heater as well so because we're in the middle of winter here it means that we could turn the patio heater on just a gas heater and it kept that whole outdoor area warm yeah. all night which was great so what else we play with i know the kids got secondhand wombat or whatever it is yeah hand-to-hand yeah. wombat. Wombat. classic uh classic uh and coup game. came oh, out i'm so disappointed yeah. i missed out yeah, we got a few games of coup. but there was another card game we played at the back Co- what was it cockroach poker, cockroach cockroach poker. poker. Yeah. came out we played a game oh, a few games that. i would also like to give a shout out to all the people who uh came for the very first time like my wife's boss brought her family um, and she actually has a couple of kids who are um, on the spectrum. Uh, they have, you know, they're part of the thing at um, uh, where, where she works, and they had a great time. They were playing games like Joking Hazard. They actually played Calico, which yep, is the yeah. uh, rug one. They mm. played that. Um, they also played, um, I taught them how to play uh, Cockroach Poker. They did really well in the Crocodile Tournament as yeah, well. Yeah, they did very they did well, really well in the Crocodile well. Tournament, so they loved that. And I I felt a little bit bad throughout the I had said in because I feel like as the host, last year I played so many games with people and this year I felt like I played barely anything with anyone and everyone's like, but I just would walk around, I'd say we had seven tables up. We had mm. two in the front room, one in the living room, 
one smaller one for the kids in our center room and two out the back. And every time I'd walk past, there was people at every single table, like yeah. the entirety of the day. Mm. Um, so we had those. So that was good as well. It's not, not just you. I was there from nine all the way to the were, end. You, and you were the first one through the door, Blake. <laughs> and I still feel like I played barely anything. I know. Maybe that's just me, but it's just... It, but went that, wildly quick it yeah that's just... right the day goes so fast I, th- I think we like I played I don't know five or six games mm. which in a day is actually pretty yeah. good realistically yeah. speaking yeah um, I also want to point whilst out whilst you're also so, taking care of your kids as well well that's true so you know I had my two kids running around um, you had your two kids well three kids actually no, no just the two. two the two of them were here they were running around um, and um, but then we also catered the whole thing so we did a hot dog bar which was great because it was just literally come up grab a couple of rolls with a couple of little hot dogs make your own thing walk away which was great and then for dinner we had um, we just did pizza and soup, oh, soup. alright soup George, we're changing George, the podcast. I don't, I don't know if Georgia can hear me, but for 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 the actual podcast, you owe me a recipe for that. She just said it. She she texted us before tonight. Yeah, I didn't get it. No, no, you, no, <laughs> really? So, you, you did. No, no, you, Check no, your messages. So, you, you did. No, you don't have the recipe, but uh, I haven't told you this. But both you and Matt have actually a little Tupperware container. Success. She she said the recipe. Oh, she just that. And and again, I appreciate this is a board game podcast, but to give you an idea. On how good this soup was, <laughs> we came. We came. It was in, in the slow cooker, right? So she cooked this soup in a slow cooker. We right? we came in. Pressure Matt, cooker for Matt the United did, States. Initially started off. Matt took the absolute rookie move and got the small bowl. I I went and got the biggest you bowl I could find, bowl. filled it up. So this is amazing. We both rushed back. We had seconds. The pot was empty. So while I'm reaching for the bread, Matt has done, and I will say. He he absolutely <laughs> trumped me on this one. I was thinking it. He just, he just did it though. Grabs the pot, grabs bread, and just proceeds to take it outside. <laughs> <laughs> so we sit there just Scooping ladling out. out of the pot. It was great. It was fantastic. But, but, yeah. Yeah, we, we, picked that. we actually picked soup. It was great, right? We picked soup to serve because the idea that we also had was board game related, which is that we, like, granted, we bought pizza for the younger kids and whatnot, but the idea was to provide food that wouldn't grease your hands up too much. Mm, so you'd yeah. have bread rolls for the hot dog bar, which wouldn't grease your hands up. And then you'd have soup, which you'd use a spoon and the bread for, again, not greasing up most of the stuff. And like we can provide a pizza for the young kids, as I said, but like I'm not too you know worried about grease stains and whatnot. But like that was the perfect amount because like I think we all went for like one or two pieces of pizza and then we all went. What are we <laughs> no. doing? That's literally like I yeah. actually had. I said to George, I said I had I two think pieces we... of pizza and then went. What are we doing? The soup. Like, we all aged ten years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like between so, pizza, like, yeah, again, nah. like again, this the, is gonna come I, back I on was, us. <laughs> I was on my way to the pizza, believe me, and then I walked past the soup, took one whiff, so we, and went. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, had, we had three different ones. We had a Thai sweet potato, we had a, a split pea and ham soup, and then a, a chicken curry one as well. But we did that specifically because, again, we're in the we was literally the middle of winter. It was the fifteenth of July, which is smack bang in the middle of winter, and so we're like, well, let's just do stuff that'll warm people up and keep them here. And it worked because we had dinner. You played Ganshon clever. And then what did I said to Ralph and Damo, I said, can you please bring a copy of Blood on the Clock Tower? Because I think there will be people who want to play that and we're going to play that as our night game. That was the first question I asked when I rocked up. Did you bring, did you bring Clock, Clock Tower? Tower? And yeah. the answer was, yes. We're been hearing about this for a year and a half. Yeah, and I so need to play it. We decided, we decided to play Trouble uh, three, a few games of Trouble Brewing. We played the first one. Was, uh, so Trouble Brewing I was is, too drunk by the time we started. Yeah, we could tell. Yeah. Trouble Brewing was is the beginner script and all that just means is that it, it is the most beginner friendly. It's very similar 
excuse me, to all the werewolf sort of games that we would have played before. Um, and if you've never played them, it just means that there's a demon. Every night, the demon kills someone. He has a minion. That minion can help him out, or two different minions can help you out in different ways. And then all the um, villagers have different uh, abilities. There are some characters called outsiders, and the outsiders are villagers, but their powers are designed to throw spanners in the works. And so you don't know whether or not you can trust them or not, right? Um, so we played, the, there was some, there was funny. So we played the first game and, um, my best friend, my, my best mate, Brad, he got given the demon and literally on night one, uh, no day one, his, his wife sitting next to him, Amy, right. Goes, I don't know, there's something about Brad that I just don't trust right now. I think he's the demon. And we all went, uh, good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's the demon. And you know what? The, no one else got any information. And, and the thing is, though, that that's my fault. So basically, <laughs> yeah, Amy, the... Amy was, if I remember right, she was the empath, and essentially she got to pick two. No, she wasn't. Sorry, she had an ability that allowed her to see something. Was it the? She was the one who gets to check the the board. No, oh, no, she was wasn't. No, I, Not the spy. That's I a minion. Can't remember the name of the townsfolk, and it will come to me. The at some soup point. merchant. But essentially, she was the one. She gets to find out a, a little bit of information about um, about about the you know who's who's playing. And I pointed to Brad and I pointed to Hamish. I didn't know they were married. <laughs> okay, right. had I known they were married, I never would have pointed to Brad because I, I watched. Because right, one of them is one of them is evil or like yeah, it's yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Anyway, so what's happened is that. She did the thing that I know my wife would have done to me playing the same game. Look, look straight at me. And go, are you the demon? And then at which point I, I could have just lied. And she go, no, you're lying. And that was it. And the vote went in, and the game was over. And then it was and that happened exa- exactly what happened to Brad. Yeah. Boy, Brad was pissed. <laughs> he was pretty pissed. Like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do? And so that was a bit of a bad first impression because we also had a couple of people like uh, Brad, uh, sorry, Tom, you know, Matt's brother, and his wife Maddie. They were very keen on playing this. Uh, Blake, this was also your first introduction to yep. the game. Yep. Hamish has played the game at the meetups, and so yep. I've played it. Damo's obviously played it, and we you know, had a few others. And so then we go into game two. And so and I said, guys, all right, sorry about that. Like, that was too quick. Let's play another one. Let's go again and see what happens. And so we play the game, and this one was a lot of fun. So I got killed on night one, which was great, um, because a certain someone was the demon. My wife was the demon. And so she went, well, obviously, I'm going to kill me. <laughs> me night one, right? She goes, well, well I mean, she'd literally just seen another married couple ruin, yeah. The, yeah. ruin yeah. the whole the, game on night one. The thing is that you guys didn't get to see the interaction at night because I was the storyteller for this one again. And every night, and this is not going to come out in audio because it was all done in silence. Go to our YouTube channel if you want to but see it. every single night, it would be Georgie going... <laughs> I don't know. And then she goes, except except for the first night, at which point she just went and put it straight to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to kill the husband. But then, so then the second night, she killed uh, someone across the way. I think it was, was it you, Matt? No, no, I was her minion. It was Hamish. Hamish, it was Hamish. Yeah, she killed Hamish, Hamish on the second night. And so she came up, and the thing that was notable was that Tom came up to her and said, I think you're the demon. And she goes, no. Why would you think that? And she goes, 
Well, because in the first game, she was a she was a minion who had the option to stuff up other things she goes, and she made mention, oh, I'm going to be nice to Nii in this game. But that was last game, and this is a new game. And so Nii died first, so I think you just killed him. And then in the <laughs> night number two, I think that you didn't know who to kill, so you just pointed straight across the way to kill him, <laughs> calling her out. And Jordan at the end of the game goes, that is exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it was one of those moments where I think we got to night three or night day four and someone said well georgie i think you're the spy and we were about to cast the vote to put her on the block and then georgie does what georgie does every time she gets like she is the demon or the spy and spy fall every time she just clams up and goes of course i'm the yeah. demon of course i'm the demon she, she goes, just gives the whole game away she can't hold it she just cannot hold it for the life of by it. the way for bernie glid we're talking about blood on the clock tower <laughs> blood on this the is clock blood tower. on the clock tower hello picton bus race um game three I, th- I think the highlight for game three was um so ralph took over storytelling yeah apparently i did a shit job no you did a really good um, job Actually, did a pretty good job. I, 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 I have an ongoing gripe with Ralph. No, I'm just just, just joking. So basically, <laughs> Ralph and I, would, when I can make it to the events, we will swap just yep. to make sure we all we also get, mm-hmm. a, get a turn playing. Um, the highlight for me was, so I was the librarian. The librarian's ability is you find out, you, you get shown one of the outsiders that are in the game, and but, but you don't know, but you, and you, you get given two people, and one of those people are the outsider. The thing that made me laugh, was that knowing how much Matt had drunk by this point, I got shown the drunk token. <laughs> and then he points to Tom, and then he points to Matt, and I just went, I'm pretty sure this is Tom because it's too easy if it's Matt. <laughs> <laughs> That was that last game. The last game was. The last oh, so game that's was really why you were 99% sure. sure it was Tom. And it was like, I'm pretty sure, but let me just go and double check this. The, the last game was good as well because we started that at about quarter to 11, right? So we finished this. The first game went really quick. Yeah. And the second game went a bit longer. And I was like, we're pushing close to 11 now, guys. But I went, do you guys want to go one more? And everyone mm-hmm. went, yeah, let's go one more. And I was really happy we did because we pushed this one all the way to the end. So I got. So in, that, in this game, I was the demon, I was the imp. Uh, Blake, you were one of my uh, minions, yeah. as was Ralph's cousin, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there were some really key notable moments in this game, such as, you know, Matt was completely tired and, uh, you know, inebriated at this point. So he was being very quiet. And what happened was there was quite a lot of things that kind of went out there. So I remember my bluff was I was playing the empath, which was that I, you know, my bluff was quite simply, you know, Ralph pointed at Maddie and Amy and said that there was zero evil there so i go well you're definitely not the demon so i went up to them and played the whole game of like you're not the demon that's how i know i'm the empath and i remember doing that i pulled blake over at one point and i said i said um i was like okay i i know you're the i know you're my minion it's like i just need you to know it's like you know like like what are you and you said scarlet woman i think you were yeah. right so the scarlet woman's ability is that if the demon dies when there are still five or more people um, around so we were playing with 11 people the imp immediately transfers to the Scarlet Woman and they become the imp. So we'd been playing like through three nights at this point and Anthony goes real sus, right? <laughs> and like as a minion, we are, I, I at one point, I sacrificed him. Went, yeah. All right, guys, it's time to vote Anthony out. He is completely being too sus. It is no good keeping him in, in the game. Let's get him out. <laughs> and we booted him out, right? Although he did really well at bluffing uh, Brad, who was next yeah. to him. Brad knew he the role he was, 100%. You can only pull one token. Brad knew the role. Yeah. But Anthony, to the end of his grave, claimed yeah. that role. 
all the way to the end of the game and Brad at the end of the game was like, I was starting to doubt myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I realised why he is such a good Briscola player because I was like, yeah, this guy, yeah. he can yeah. bluff. He can and, bluff. And the thing is, he did that from the very first move oh, of the yeah. game. Yeah. He said, I'm this one. He goes, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> See, that was the whole yeah, game. Yeah, was, like, was, like, was, was there a Sears or something, was it? Yeah, the, something like the Sears? I, I, oh, I, right. I can't remember which one it was. Anyway, but, yeah. so the game keeps going at that point and then at some point, I, so then after that point, I killed George and then I immediately killed Matt, right? Because I killed Georgie, not because not because of some sort of ven, you know, vindiction as much as people, you know, well, that's the right word. But vendetta? Be, vendetta, yeah. Vindiction, is that the word I'm thinking of? Like, no. I don't no. know. <laughs> English. We'll, 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 we'll get there. I don't know. But I, I because... Vin Diesel. Because at some point, because, of the, because the, the rest of the group had already said who Vineyard. they were. You know, the people had said who they were. Damo had sacrificed himself on the, the altar of being the librarian who's only power uses once. And so, you know, we'd done a few things at that point. Granted, yes, Damo, I was too overzealous to kill you. That was, yep. yeah, that kind of gave it away. Um, but <laughs> as I killed George, she was like, what? And then I killed Matt the next, the next night. Because what happened was I remember going around speaking to people and I was either Amy or Maddie, but someone just casually mentioned after talking to them, Oh, you know, I was like, yeah, that, that sounds right because Matt's the Undertaker. Very offhandedly. And as soon as I heard that, I went, so the Undertaker's ability is anytime someone dies, you have the ability to see what role they were. And so that round was the round we killed Anthony and I immediately in the night shot Matt and killed him because I'm like, he cannot know that Anthony <laughs> was the minion. He yeah. cannot know. And so the Matt wakes up dead. He's super pissed. Although... It wouldn't have changed the game because I had nobody clue what I was doing. <laughs> like my strategy is to walk around going, "Who am I and what do I do yeah. and why is that good?" And then the very next night, they Georgie finally caught on to the fact that I was being a bit sus, and she was like, "Wait a minute, she put it together. Too sus. He's he's the he's the thing." So what they do is they go and they use the Slayer on me. No. Um, they use it on me. Oh, they, yeah, yeah. they use the Slayer on you. No, no, no. It was going to be on me. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And we can we talked ourselves out of it. Into shooting, into shooting you. Right? It wouldn't have mattered because if you'd shot me, it would have transferred. It would have transferred. Yeah, I know. But, but anyway, but you kill, you shot Blake, missed. And then that night, so before they did that, they decided to execute me. And the Ralph played this masterfully. So I died. And then he goes, and everyone's like, yeah, we've got him. He's so the demon, right? Yeah, he's dead. And Ralph goes, and you kill Neva. Kill Neva. How do you want to, like, how do you want to die? And I go, cursing and screaming my enemies in vain. He goes, right, you do that. Everyone go to sleep. And everyone went, what? <laughs> the game's over, right? We killed the demon. And it's like, and it's like, they didn't realize then it came down to, you know, transferred to Blake. So yeah. then the next two rounds literally were me just going up to Maddie and just like, I was putting all of my sus on, it's going to be Maddie. So I, I'm just going to make people think that she's evil. And I kept saying, like, I'm, yep. this is my role. I'm the empath. This is all I am, right? <laughs> my role. It came down to you, Maddie, and Amy. Yeah. And I thought we had it. I thought we had it, too. It was... It's, I had the choice. There were three people left. Tom, Maddie, and Amy. And Maddie and Amy were already at each other's throats. They were fighting. They were pointing, I, the, pointing the finger big I, time. Honestly, I, I really don't want to ever be in Maddie's bad book. So honestly, <laughs> she was not happy being called out. And yeah. And, but, and I thought... No, I think, no. Because, because I was hanging around her. Because I just kept going to Maddie every 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 day. I'd go over and speak to and, her. And like, here what? I thought, I'll just take out Tom. You know, he's he's the drunk. No one, no one really... There's nothing really sus about that. And I'll let these two fight it out. And I'll just jump onto the... One side. the consensus on the on the other side and 
it worked out beautifully for about two minutes and there. then uh, it was like a snap but it just went wait a minute Blake's yeah. really, like, he's just really sus yeah I think he's really sus we're gonna vote Blake and we're just really going ah, ah, <laughs> where did this come from <laughs> what did I do and we got it so uh, and then they, they so the townsfolk end up winning that one and um yeah, and so that was like what ten to twelve. I think we finished yeah. up that game, and oh, it was just a great day. It was, as I said, it was a great day. I really enjoyed it. It always is a good day. It was a good day. We had sixty-one people, as I said, come through the door, um, including all the newborns. We had two newborns and all the kids running through. About six or seven different kids as well running through the the, the house, which was great. Um, and we also had a lot of first time as well. Mm. Um, for example, uh, my brother-in-law's cousin. Uh, sorry, my sister-in-law's cousin, Sean, uh, just rocked up. He was like, I, he, he's a big board gamer. And he's like, can I come? And Chris is like, hells yeah, I'll tell my brother. And I was like, yeah, come on. Like, I know him, but I've never actually hung out with him. But this was an event where, mm. you know, he rocked up for the first time and was instantly welcome. We've had friends who literally we don't really see it through the year unless it's this game day. It's something about this board gaming really brings people together they love it they love coming and playing it and this is the reason it's why a good I, event yeah yeah, yeah. i think it's, it. the, it's the variety of games that you know that's of all different levels all different people and it's just it, yeah it's a really big draw mentally you have to like crowds <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you if you don't like crowds it's not the day for Look, you i will say but if I you know, like having a mix of good people yeah. it's a fantastic i definitely day. know she's not listening to the podcast but i somehow convinced hannah Hannah Hieronymus, she played her very first board game at GoobenCon. She's come to three of them, has never played a game, and this year was the first game she played a game. She played Herd Mentality with Kate, and she was like, I played a game! And, you know, went, good on you, mate. That's exactly that. What more can I ask? <laughs> Breaking that glass ceiling. Exactly right, mate. Oh, with that, we're going to bring it to the end of tonight's podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for joining us, episode 40. We did say last week that this would be our one-year anniversary podcast, but we want to have all five of us here to do that um so we're going to keep delaying that until we have all five it won't, you, be Ralph. Ne- it won't be episode 41 <laughs> hopefully episode 42 will be the one that we can have our one year celebration but until then please like and uh, subscribe if you're on youtube go to the podcasting app of your choice click click there look at the timestamps um you know and the links in your descriptions we'd love you to come and join us on facebook discord um and all of our social medias where and know, join us next week when we review chicken and noodle soup on the soup gateway podcast your entryway into the world of tabletop <laughs> fun times and soup, soup. <laughs> and with that see you later Bye, guys. croutons Bye. anyone <laughs>